0: If you're ready to create more wealth and success in your life than ever before, this podcast is for you. Robert Allen, New York Times best-selling author and real estate investing expert has helped thousands of people learn how to accumulate wealth and multiply it quickly through real estate investing. If you're ready to move forward faster and create the wealth you've always dreamed about, then we have exactly what you need on No Money Down with Robert Allen. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Creating Wealth. And we have our amazing mentor, Robert Allen. And thank you for coming today.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: And today's going to be an awesome day because today we're going to be talking about failure. So tell us about a time when one of your uh, deals went wrong.
1: Well, there have been many because <laughs> in my career as a long term investor, you're mm-hmm. always going to find times when you fail. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've always told you it's important to look for highly motivated sellers. That's a seller who has run into a financial circumstance or a property problem where they need to sell. And therefore, they're more flexible and more amenable to your creative financing opportunities. Well, every once in a while, you will become a don't-wanter, a highly motivated seller. It happens to all real estate investors. Oh, yes. Yes. You'll buy a property you thought it was a brilliant idea well it was brilliant at the time and then things changed or oh, no. <laughs> you over evaluated what it was going to be and so the answer to that question of what do you do when you become a don't wanter is that you sell as quickly as you can mm-hmm. you cash out quickly you take a loss take the loss move on you don't have time to waste worrying about a property you might even go so far as crazy as this might sound to put an ad in the paper uh well put an ad on online anywhere you can do
0: facebook or yeah put it on
1: facebook you say i'll give i'll give you five thousand dollars to buy my property wow of course you pick the price Mm. and so maybe you you bought a property that's worth say three hundred thousand dollars was your price where you bought it at and now it didn't go up to three fifty or four hundred like you thought it would, and you got a payment that's coming due and you can't make your mortgage payments and things are just going out of out of whack for you. Maybe then rather than making a couple of more mortgage payments on that property, where it would just be basically lost money, mm-hmm. why don't you just say, I'll give you five thousand dollars right now to take this property off my hands? Mm. Watch how fast it'll go. That's right, you yeah. know. Because some will come in and go, wow, this is a great deal. Maybe they wanted to buy a home to live in. They weren't investors. And so this helped them with their down payment and it got you out. Of course, you get to pick the price. So maybe if you paid 300, maybe you sell it for 305. And you say, you give me $5,000 and therefore I'm, I'm clean as I get, I didn't lose money. Mm-hmm. But you do some creative technique to get rid of that property as quickly as you can. If it's an albatross, cut it loose, move on. But from time to time, you don't have the opportunity to do that, you know? So one of my you know biggest, hugest losses in my life, caused the bankruptcy, frankly, was oh, wow. a big, huge home we had built in a ski resort. And it got avalanched, destroyed, and the insurance wouldn't pay. And so I'm now left with a hunk of ground with a, a worthless cabin on it, 10,000 square feet. Oh, my gosh. A beautiful, beautiful, brand new architecture, totally worthless. And the insurance won't pay. And therefore, I have to pay the mortgage on that. I'm a don't water. Mm-hmm. So what did I do? I got rid of it. Yeah, I got rid of it. How did you get rid of it? I I said, here's an avalanche property. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to fix it up so that the ski slope, so that this, the snow skis over top of your property mm-hmm. on this roof that has a snow roof on it. So the oh. avalanche just scoops right over at the top. We were in the middle of building Something like that, and then
0: and that's when it and then hit. the
1: avalanche hit. And so oh, wow. the bottom line is, we just got rid of it. We just cut it loose. We didn't. We made. We lost big time on that property. If I had known what I know now, mm-hmm. I would have rented it out. Because hmm. when a property is rented out, it becomes a business asset.
0: Oh. Is there like a different protection? Yeah, yeah, there is because
1: if it's not a business asset, mm-hmm. maybe I rent it out as a ski place where you where you you know rent out one of the rooms that wasn't destroyed by the avalanche. You know, I would rent it out. Therefore it becomes a business asset. Therefore, all the money I sunk into that property becomes a loss, a tax loss. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if I sell it for way below my 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 cost basis, then every amount above you know, in that cost basis, that's a loss. I get to write it off my taxes. I didn't oh, wow. know that at the time. Now I know that. So there are ways to solve all kinds of challenges that come to you. If I can be honest, what what happened when that avalanche happened for me is I was so shell shocked. And I was so embarrassed by the fact that I was going to have to declare bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. I was forced into this bankruptcy by a stupid banker and a stupid insurance company, I'm going to blame everybody but me, of course. <laughs> but I just, I was so embarrassed. I wouldn't talk to people. I wouldn't oh, wow. I wouldn't get advice from people. I wouldn't find experts to say, what, what would you do if this had happened to you? I just kind of toughed it out, kind of went into my shell. It took five years to dig out of that hole and mm-hmm. five years to get back to zero. I'm way above zero now, but what I'm trying to say is that there was a time when this was devastating for me mm-hmm. personally to see my name in the front page of my local newspaper saying that i've declared bankruptcy oh, wow. on the front page of the wall street journal oh wow it's not fun it's just not fun mm-hmm. um, now together i uh, today i look back on it and go, hey that's kind of funny because mm-hmm. i see where i'm at now that's i go true. well that was old bob this is new bob you know and that was of course many decades ago but what i'm trying to say to all of you beginners mm-hmm. is you're going to fail You just get used to it. Cut your losses as fast as you can. Move on to the new winner as fast as you can. Don't let fear stop you. And in my case, like it did for me, Mm -hmm. don't be shell-shocked. Don't be embarrassed. It happens. You're human. You make stupid mistakes. We all do. Move on. Life is good. You're breathing. You're above ground. This is a good thing.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. And if anything, I feel like real estate is such a community kind of game uh, where you can always reach out to someone within your circle to ask for some help or yeah. advice. Cause like, you never know in this case for like the tax advantages that you yeah. could have taken on your property, if it had been a business, you wouldn't have known that if you hadn't no. reached out to people. So right. little piece of advice for all of you guys on the audience, always reach out to someone, there's always someone that can help you find creative ways to deal with these types of failures. And, and if anything, even if you fail. The only way left is just all the
1: way up. But why do people not reach out and get advice? Why do they not do that? There is an inherent problem with entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. We want to do it on our own. It's almost like a badge of honor to be able to say we did it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And this is a mistake. You don't want to give credit to somebody else because... You want to say, I, I did this, it's my. It's mine, this is mine, this is my way. And unfortunately, you don't know the blind spots that can come to you. You have blind spots right now, everybody does. Mm-hmm. Things that you don't even notice because your knowledge base doesn't is not filled with that knowledge that would help you solve that problem. Somebody else has already solved that problem as an advisor, as a consultant, as a mentor. They probably solved that same problem you've had 50 times in their own life or in their the lives of their, their their students or their mentors or mentees. So you have to not be a traditional entrepreneur. You have to be willing to open up and to admit you're not smart enough. And I, I gotta admit, in my life, because of my best selling books, they just went nuts. You know, I was number one everything, everywhere, and made tens of millions of dollars from that. And then this avalanche happened. You know, and it took me back down to zero. I had to start again from scratch. It was not fun. Then we did start back again. I got my seminars going a few years later. Things were going really good. I was the smartest guy in the room. And that's a mistake. Don't you ever be the smartest guy or the smartest gal in the room. You need to be mentoring or hanging around people who are way above you, who are levels above you, who where you want to grow You need to be with them, you know? So, you know, even just recently in my own career, you know, I've been joining lots of masterminds. I've been Mm -hmm. mentoring one-on-one with people, having them show me what they've figured out because there's always new ways to climb this mountain. That's There's always new ways that have shown up that I've never even thought of before. So don't be so dang independent. Just stop it, you know, reach out, you know, become the dumbest person in the room. Walk into the room where people are just way, way ahead of you. It'll make you feel small. And that's good. You'll make you, it'll, it'll stretch your thinking. You'll start to say to yourself, wow, I didn't know you could do that. Or you'll be in a group where there'll be somebody in in the group and you'll say to themselves, I'm smarter than that person. How could that person... With who they are and their personality and their, and I can tell their their IQ isn't really that much better than <laughs> mine is. How could that person be ten times wealthier than I am? This is ridiculous. Therefore, and you join rooms like that where you're the dumbest person in the room, you start to see people who never expected to be that successful, and it just there's something snaps inside you. You go, well, if that person can do it, I can. I do certainly it. can do it. <laughs> well, you know. But if you're the smartest person in the room people are always you know you know please mister please ma'am you know help me not smart that's right be dumber
0: <laughs> because if anything, when you're the um, smarter person in the room, it only builds up your ego, but ego is not going to get you so far. That's right. However, if you're like the dumbest person in the room, it's definitely going to build your motivation so you can even be better. And it's also really cool that you mentioned having uh, mentors and being able to reach out to people for yeah. knowledge. So yeah. within your career, I know that you've been mentoring quite a bit of people, me included. and. Yeah, um yeah. yeah. Um, what are some of the many mistakes that you have seen and that rookies make when they are starting into their investment career? Um,
1: they, they get overwhelmed with the busyness of life. They have a goal. They spend a bunch of money. They get into trying to make something of it, turn that investment in, their selves, in themselves into you know, wealth outside themselves. Mm-hmm. And they get, um, the little mosquitoes just pick away at them. And uh meaning little tiny distractions. And they put it off till tomorrow. And then tomorrow, guess what? The same thing happens. They're overwhelmed with all little these little decisions. And then the day after that, they're overwhelmed again. And then they wake up six months later and they look at the manual they bought or the course they got online and they realize I haven't watched, I haven't watched a single video. Oh my I was gosh. so excited. I wanted to make so much money. Mm-hmm. And I got sucked into the little thing. So that's the problem number one. Mm-hmm. Problem number two. Is they there's a learning curve, and you're going to look foolish at first. Mm -hmm. Because everyone starting a brand new thing looks foolish. They do. Even walking.
0: I mean Exactly. Even as a baby walking,
1: exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. So as a you're gonna be a baby at first, you're gonna Mm -hmm. stumble around at first, you're gonna fall down at first, you're gonna look stupid at first. And most people can't handle that. They don't want to look foolish in front of other people. That's right. Therefore, they won't look foolish. Therefore, they don't take risks. Therefore, they end up in the end of their lifetime, the biggest fools, because they look back over their life and they go, Man, if I had just, if I just overcome this or that, and don't be a fool at the end of your life, be a fool now. And then you get to live the life you want instead That's of right. not living the life you want for an entire life and ending up being the biggest fool of all. Just don't do that. Uh, the next problem is. There's too many temptations, too many ways so you can invest your money, you invest, you can spend your time, too many ways in which you could, you know, get, you know look rich. You, you could buy a big car, you can buy a big house, you can buy a big watch, you can buy great clothes, you can travel, you can look rich. Don't look rich. And most people look rich. And that means, you look at all these fancy cars driving around the streets. I'll bet you, high percentage of those cars have high, high mortgages on them, or they're leased for high amounts of money, and they look That's rich and they're not rich, they're stupid. It's stupid to do that. You don't wanna get a car like that until you afford to pay it in cash. And then you're rich enough. But if you, eventually if you do that with too much, you know, looking, looking rich, you'll end up with mortgage payments, m- monthly payments that'll just eat you alive. Bankruptcy comes from that, don't do that. Then the fear is another biggie. People are afraid, they procrastinate, they put things off, they're afraid. Uh, they are, you know, fear makes you stupid, as you've heard me say before. Fear makes you stupid. And, right. and what it means is it forces you not to act. And therefore, no action, no result, no result, no wealth, no wealth, no life. You know, you want the life you want to live, don't you? You want your bucket list, fill your bucket list with everything you've ever wanted to do. You know, I've filled my bucket list man, many times over. I got still some things. I'm at 72 countries in the world. I got another oh, wow. 130 to go.
0: You can do it. Yeah, I, I
1: still got time. <laughs> That's uh, right. So I want to check that one off my bucket list, but the 72 countries I did go to, all oh, we created memories with me and my family that they'll never forget. That was, if I'm gonna invest my money, I want to invest my money in memories, not stuff. That's right. Mem- invest your money in yourself and in your memories. Good memories, not bad memories. <laughs> and then finally, every once in a while, there's there's sudden storms that destroy everything you thought, every plan you had. You know, isn't it? What's this quote about God laughing at our plans because mm-hmm. He realizes ultimately they're all coming to nothing. Mm-hmm. They're stupid. They're silly. You know, there are there are ways of doing things, and you know, don't don't do that. Uh, you still have to plan, as Einstein or no, it was Eisenhower said. And this has been an adaptation of his quote, but he said, plans are nothing. Planning is everything. As soon as you make a plan, it's already out of date, but you have to make it. You have to plan. No planning. And so you can't plan for a disaster. Well, yes, you can. You can look back and anticipate the challenges that might happen, even the ones you're not even expecting or anticipating to happen. Plan for that. Put that into your, your calendar and say, I don't know if there'll be a disaster happening today, a car accident, a a, 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 a hurricane, a sickness, a divorce, you know, just things happen. Plan for that. And these are the five mistakes that beginners always make. And if you plan for them, you're ready for them. That's right. And, and you're even not afraid you of fail,
0: them. And I mean, even if you fail, you already know that you have a circle, and network that you can reach out to solve those problems in a creative way. Thank you so much again, Robert, and thank you to our audience. Now you know, even if you fail on your first deal, that's totally fine, get back up. And it doesn't matter how many times you fall, what matters is how many times you actually get up and keep going. We're gonna see you in the next episode, bye-bye.